0: Leave the gun, take the cannoli. In honor of the menu,
1: what's cinema's
0: most memorable on-screen meal?
1: I'm Katie Rich, and I was trying to avoid the cliched answer, but uh, fuck it, it's the bruschetta that happens early on in Julie and Julia.
2: Is that a cliche answer? Does anyone think about that movie? Uh, I I feel like Julie
1: and Julia Uh, comes up whenever anyone talks about uh, food and movies. R.I.P. to to
2: Julie. Yeah, that's true. To, yeah,
1: to Nora Ephron and Julie Powell. Shit,
2: I hope people didn't have to find out this way. Uh, I'm Matt Patches, and I'm going to go with Matrix Steak! Matrix Steak! I feel like it's something that should be <laughs> chanted. <laughs>
0: uh, why not? Uh, I'm David the Seven, and I'm going with the imaginary food in Hook, because I wanted that rainbow paste so bad. No idea what it tastes like.
3: And I'm David Ehrlich, and I swear we've asked this question before because I distinctly remember responding with the meal that No Face eats in Spirited Away, uh, or really any of the Ghibli food, which always looks so tasty. And there's a part, apparently a part of the Ghibli exhibit in, or sorry, the part of the Ghibli Museum in Japan that was recently opened is dedicated to the food in their movies. I would love to go and check that out. Anyway.
1: Did you see the Ghibli exhibit at the Academy Museum? There that? is
3: a Ghibli exhibit at the Academy Museum, but that is not what I'm talking about.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was still there or not. Okay.
3: I don't know yet. Yeah.
2: Are you yeah. actually talking mm-hmm. about the Ghibli theme park, not the museum, which has been open for eons?
3: Maybe the theme. Okay. So. <laughs> Is this yes, part of the lightning round? Think, I think so. I, I think love this, this, this of crackling, about...
1: quick speed yeah, lightning round. I'm not talking about the toy, I'm talking about the Red really Ghibli music. Yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. Based yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war
1: room. Fine, I can hear you now, Dimitri. Clear and plain and coming through fine. I'm coming through fine too, eh?
3: Good, then, well then, as you say, we're both coming through fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine then, and, and I'm fine.
1: I agree with you. It's great to be fine. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Hello and welcome to Fighting in the War Room, It's episode 415, Pandemic 145. It is the week of Wednesday, November 16th. That's the day that in 2001, a long time ago, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone premiered. That's uh, stressful to contemplate. Good movie. Uh, what a franchise. What a, a fine magical movie. time. Fine, a fine
0: good. movie. Not, it's not the best definitely movie. Definitely a magical time. It's, it's a magical the John time. John Williams, you theme. hit it right on the head there
1: yeah sure he does it honest does. to god have i seen that i think i must have seen that movie that movie came you out before i started reading Voldemort the movie where
2: voldemort's in the back of that bald guy's head
1: yeah i guess i did I, that movie came out before i started reading the books and so it just like and i was in high school and it just like didn't mean anything to me and so i must have well, it's
2: anti-christian it probably in the south so you mm. yeah well, yeah
1: obviously that's that's art. what was going on with me uh i went and saw the second one because why right, the second the second one came out i was in college and i saw it in theaters fun you were allowed to
3: see pg-rated movies me. when you're in college yes.
1: Yeah, finally. <laughs> uh hello, we're back. Do we have any reviews? Uh
3: I have a review of Dave Chappelle's opening monologue at SNL.
1: Oh boy. Uh, Bad.
3: What? That is in what lieu is of this? us that is Where in that is in lieu from? of us having any reviews. Uh, I mean, it bothered me at a very... Was it bad for the uh, Jews?
2: Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, it was It, it was really troubling. For the
3: Jews. It was really troubling to watch that happen live on television. Uh, it left a really disquieting taste in my mouth. Um, but you I was SNL just up... I
2: feel like this is the bigger shock for us. That you're, you know what? You're still it's, uh, tuning yeah. in? Who watched Dave of? Chappelle
3: live? Yeah, you watch live? Sure. Yeah. I, it's a Did Saturday night. I, I find it comforting. I sit there with my sleepy time tea with way too much honey. Oh, and boy. I, uh, I will watch the first like thirty or forty-five minutes of SNL to... whenever it's on. David, you gotta go
1: Whatever. to bed. I Just some go help. to bed, man. Yeah.
3: And this is my me time, and I can spend it how I please, even if it turns <laughs> out to be very masochistic, as it was in this case. But all of this was to say, I was looking for something to fill the air because we do not, again, have any new reviews on our iTunes store. And I think me uh, talking, or really anyone talking about Dave Chappelle in any context, is worse than listening to us talk about Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes for a couple of minutes. So. Uh,
2: I mean I guess that's true. <laughs> Patches, what pool are you in in Marvel Snap? Oh, I'm in pool 2 because oh. pool 2 is endless. I mean, it goes from like 200 okay. to 4 460 something. I downloaded
3: something. I downloaded Marvel Snap because Dave yeah. had made mention of it like 3 times last week. And yeah. I played through like the tutorial levels and it just seemed sure, dumb sure. as hell. No, it, there's not nothing nothing, nothing that grabbed me, nothing that grabbed Have you me never played like the a- gotcha... uh Games or or because I'm into another deck building game that I referenced on last week's show, Slay the Spire. Sure. Yes, yes. Uh, and so like the deck building aspect of Marvel Snap was enticing, but as soon as it was just like, hey, you play these numbers and the numbers, but it was like an FF. Tw- it was See, like the, a- the mini game from like Final Fantasy VIII, but worse.
2: Yes, yes. It's like Gwent from Witcher more yeah, than it is. Sure. Um Like a, a like a Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Uh, copycat. I, I like that I don't have to buy anything. I'm just collecting cards. I like that it's a pretty even playing field, that everyone can have the same cards. And then there's a lot of curveballs. There's the locations where you can play the cards. Like It's not Magic the Gathering, which I was obsessed with as a kid. It's That would be overly complex. That would take a lot of work building the decks. Here, it's pretty straightforward. You can play in like five minutes. It's a great pooping game. It's a great watching my baby game. <laughs> it's a great I'm waiting on... Or the train to come game, like it's filling gaps for me. Marvel Snap, and I like the art. This is gonna be a Marvel filled episode now that we're talking about Marvel Snap. Oh boy, add. but uh, yeah, Marvel Snap. I'm 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 snapping away, Dave. I mean,
0: I'm also in pool two, I think I'm only like 20 collection points away from starting my pool three. Wow, but if I've learned anything from the Reddit, uh, if I get bad pull three cards uh, from the very beginning, the game becomes less fun. So I'm nervous, but uh, on the edge of anticipation.
3: Mm. Katie, well, i on the edge of anticipation. Looking, Leave us a
0: review. I'm on the edge looking of anticipation to see what
3: our listeners will right say now. about the show. I would love to be reading about it on iTunes, fighting in the war room, so you don't have to hear us <laughs> talking about any of these things. There was something else I was going to... Oh, uh, on a more positive note, <laughs> Sesame Street. You guys heard of Sesame Street? Sure. sure yeah. Rules. I saw you uh, watching it on Be <laughs> Real.
2: I commented uh, that how much oh I my love God. Uh, the one woman on, on Sesame Street.
3: Okay, just quick Sesame you? Street. Which one? Quick, which Se- one? quick Sesame uh, Street take, and we'll get to Patches' crush. Sure. Yeah, H- Haley, Steinfeld's, uh, Haley Steinfeld's talking fucking about song, which is like every other episode. Yeah, I told you. Just incredible. Yes. I mean, her, her finest performance, maybe anyone's finest performance. You've got Insane. a
2: problem.
3: Gonger, a legend. Love Gonger. Absolutely. Uh,
2: Chef's kiss Gonger's kiss Man
3: The songs for Fucking numbers of the day And uh, Letter <laughs> of the day Which are really The only parts of the episode That Asa wants to watch And so I have to like Go and fast forward Through all of them And sometimes there isn't I A number the of, the of the day
1: What's that I, I like that you're catching up the These things this should is... be
3: Top 40 hits I mean It's the been songwriting, a long time Since I watched It's like Max Martin treat, Doing but this Is are... the Matrix doing this These songs are incredible <laughs> Anyway have been um and also like trying pill. to figure out Today's who is, is Mr red. who is Mr Noodles uh and it was like i swear Mr. i, I could, it, it, it seemed at one point and i'm like 85% sure it was Benedict Cumberbatch but he was he was no. so demonic under the Mr Noodles have you gotten costume. to the Alana Glazer um, oh i've seen plenty noodle. of those. Oh, she was my yeah. first she was my first noodles when noodle. are we going to get Mr. like Mr. a spider verse
2: version of the noodle universe where they're all <laughs> fighting together
3: I do think that there's something inherently sinister about the Noodles family. Um, I I find it a little off-putting, uh, but, you know.
1: What about, what's wrong what with the dog?
3: Do? No, the, no, Schmoodles is great. Schmoodles, Schmoodles, the Noodles dog, is amazing. But uh, the whole the sound effects. Katie, did someone just, like, whiz behind you? Um, and not in the peeing uh. sense, but in, like, the whooshing Going past you very fast. Ghost. Or uh, no,
1: but I did uh. just redownload B real on my new phone. Now that you guys have reminded me, and I put you guys on B Reel. So mm. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, there was a second there where Katie was going to download Marvel Snap, and you guys changed <laughs> the fucking <laughs> subject.
1: That got oh, no, my question about Marvel Snap is: Do I have to spend money?
2: You nope. don't, and and this okay. is a big thing. You can spend money and get more like variants of art or a few new cards, but like you don't have to spend a dime, and I haven't. And I'm having a blast. Tons.
1: All right. You know Likewise. what? What if for next week I have tried Marvel Snap? What if what if we do that? Please. Yeah. Please. Fill out this,
0: this week. If you want to postpone further talking about mobile <laughs> games, you can leave Street. us a review on the podcast app on Apple or email us at FITWR.podcast at gmail.com with your international review or general thoughts to stop the madness. Cooling, man. You're you're up freezing,
2: nine nine, oh. All right. All right. Tonight's a uh, tonight's a big night for Marvel. Later in the show, we're gonna be talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, before th- this is the thirtieth Marvel movie. Am I correct, Dave? With that, do you know this off the top of your head? Is this, I believe this is like I think 30. it's actually the thirty second. All right. It we're, we've passed thirty. There's a lot of yes marvel movies in this mega franchise as you often call them um and i i think what's interesting about them is that they have a legacy and a lot of that has to do with post-credit scenes of teeing up the next oh, no. movie in the franchise what doesn't seem to stick or i guess my big question is does anyone remember what these post-credit scenes were from movie to movie, are they memorable or are they flash in <laughs> discussion-worthy? So tonight is this this our ticket this is a quiz that a quiz. can do and no one else d- can? Okay, so let's, let's call <laughs> that here. T- t- There's, everyone will be on a track. We'll, we'll randomize here for a second. But uh, David and Katie, this is going to be a quiz about remembering what the specific post-credit scenes in Marvel movies are. You get three points. For anyone you get right, Dave only gets one, and we will declare <laughs> a winner at the end. Wow! And I'm going to go as quickly as possible because, as I established, there's at least 30 Marvel movies, and and some movies have more than one. Um, uh, so you can get up to multiple. You could get David and Katie. You could get up to like six.
3: I points, mean, is this, this going to be multiple choice or no? This is not multiple. Or... This is pull
2: it out your ass if you got it, and let's let's oh, go. Mm. Um, oh lord! So I I didn't this really figure out a good way to to start uh i'm i you know what we're going to go katie david dave here um and i'm going to okay. i'm going to make like I just feel easy. like mix
3: and match or or multiple choice is very doable but pull it out of it your is, ass is impossible is kevin feige himself would break down in but tears but i think dave could do it i God. think it,
2: and it's funnier if you don't know uh so let's let's just go here so katie iron man the very first one what's the post credit okay. scene of iron man do you have any recollection
1: uh that would be samuel jackson showing up as nick fury
2: that's right i mean do you remember what he is there another Tony stark? one stark no there's only one there's only one but okay. do you remember what he, he invites says? him to
1: he invites him to join the avengers initiative okay look i know i'm an that's idiot right. but like that's the one that if you know that marvel movies have post-credit okay. scenes you know that katie's
2: one. in the lead katie's in the lead okay david you're up the incredible yeah. hulk it's technically the only universal <laughs> pictures yeah, marvel yeah. movie but it, it's in continuity so it has a post-credit scene what happened
3: yeah, it's uh, fucking the Hulk at a bar in New York and uh, someone, I want to say it's Sam Jackson. No, maybe it's Tony Stark. No, it's Sam Jackson comes in to the bar and is like, I want to tell you about the fucking Avengers <laughs> Initiative.
2: This is the perfect response for like wires crossed to the Marvel Universe. You, you have the setting right. I'm going to give you one point. It does take place <laughs> in a bar, but actually Tony Stark meets a drunk Thaddeus Ross at a bar and tells him he's getting a team together uh and maybe the hulk will be on it we'll see uh cool. so- no
0: it's about the abomination he the incredible a, hulk post-credit scene is trying to recruit the abomination
2: i don't even i don't even remember the wow. exact scene so there you go and wow. i have the answers in front of me <laughs> they um, had two
0: one shots to square that anyway fun. go ahead
2: Patrick. okay i'm gonna still give david one point for that okay Thank you. so dave your first one is iron man 2 what is the post credit scene in iron man 2 that everyone was losing their mind over back in 2010 or whatever
0: Oh shit! What is the post-credit yeah, what? scene what? in Iron <sighs> Man Two? Yeah. What a twist! Um, Agent Coulson calls headquarters because they've found Thor's hammer in New Mexico. My God,
2: yes, that's absolutely right. But you only get one point <laughs> based on my my curve here. Um, sure, yeah. Katie, Thor. Speaking of Thor, Thor is the next Marvel movie that to have a post-credit scene. Do you remember what happens? In Thor, this one is absolutely not memorable at all. Uh, you won't, you won't remember. But what do you think happens after Thor? Do you remember what happens at the um, end of Thor?
1: Is it like Natalie Portman watching for a portal, and like maybe uh, they can sense that Crimson Hensworth is out there somewhere? We're
2: gonna, we're gonna get back to that. Uh, A little bit here, but uh, I feel like that's how the movie
1: ends, not the post-credit scene.
2: It's Nick Fury welcoming Eric Selvig, Stellan Skarsgård character, to (laughs) Shield, where he uh, shows off the Tesseract, (laughs)
1: of course. Oh, which is what sets up uh, what happens at the start of the Avengers. So that there you go. That's worth a
0: closer
2: look. Is the line
0: that he's fed by Loki in a reflection? God,
2: Uh, David, what happens in the
0: post-credit
1: scene
2: during Captain America: The First Avenger? Do you remember that?
3: Well, this is kind of infamous. The movie after Captain America, the first Avenger, is Avengers, right? So, correct.
2: I can confirm that. It
3: it must be, I know the Avengers answer. Um, though, you don't get so this, this must be something Loki related. Uh, with Loki, he is like tapping someone with the scepter somewhere. (laughs)
2: I'm gonna
0: stop you right there.
3: I'm gonna stop you right there. Nick Fury
2: says hello to Steve Rogers and mentions that he may need to join the Avengers. And then actually oh, hey. they really
1: just Wait, did that. There was, a the was like there was a
2: trailer for the Avengers movie. They had already filmed it, so they could show a trailer for Avengers. Mm. Oh, um, no points for David. But uh, Dave, mm, this might no. be a layup for you with the with the Avengers. I should have gotten the
3: Avengers one. There's That's two. Not fair. There's two.
0: <laughs> yeah. So number one is uh, the Earth is not protected. Uh, they have heroes to challenge them is to court death, and then Thanos turns around and smiles. Christ, yes. And number two <sighs> is
2: uh, eating at a shawarma death. restaurant
0: that they uh, filmed the night of the Los Angeles premiere.
2: Uh, gonna, I'm going to give you two points for that. That's 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 a bingo. Uh, Katie, remember <laughs> Iron Man three, the good one? What did they do in the post credit scenes in Iron Man? three i'll give you a hint it's a gag it does not set anything up really save me take that in two Uh,
1: i'm gonna guess that uh gwyneth paltrow tries out jarvis no jarvis isn't around at this point i don't know gwyneth paltrow does something
2: jarvis is around but he's not well no
1: hasn't he turned into vision by then
2: no don't they replace
1: him with ultron
2: not this is Iron Man 3. This is before that, uh,
0: yeah. It happens, it happens after Ultron that that happens.
2: Uh, so oh, no points boy. for you, okay? But, okay. Uh, what happens, you know, Tony Stark is having post traumatic stress disorder, and it turns out Iron Man 3 is like the story he was telling to Bruce Banner. Um, and Bruce Banner has fallen asleep, and so Tony Stark starts telling him another story. It's a goof, it's your favorite okay. pal, Bruce Banner, in a post credit scene, just cuz I like a they goof. Get him. I
1: don't mind they a goof,
2: got a goof. Uh, David, Thor, the mm-hmm. dark world. <laughs> you good news. You have a chance for two here. There's two post credit scenes in Thor, the dark world. I, I tell me either of
3: them. Absolutely. Could not tell you either of them. There's maybe one hint, occasion in Seth, my life. Have I ever made it to the end of that movie? Volstagg. No, just haven't the seen it. Aether. Wait, you, you saw all of them. No, I've been like, I haven't seen oh, like, to the back. No, no, no. They Marvel did marathon. not no no. They did not play, if you remember correctly, but you do not they <laughs> did not play every Marvel movie. It was only a mere like 39 hours of Marvel wow. movies. Wow at that what point. Uh, they had to pick and choose and obviously Thor the Dark World did not make the cut. Uh but even in the in the time when I did see Thor the Dark World, the moment that screen faded to black, I was out of there. So I could not tell you what happened. A bunch of Asgardians dropped I will say that I've also uh, dropped the eighth collector.
2: That's what happened.
3: As our good friend Kate Erblin knows very well, because she's been my accomplice in this, uh, whenever I am not actually assigned to review one of these Marvel movies and have to stick around out of my own critical responsibility, especially in the days when Disney is taking our phones. The moment it even feels like the movie is coming to an end. I am like a Looney Tunes vapor trail behind me. <laughs> out of the theater, cool. So I can get my phone and run away. This. And then yeah, someone just texts me what happens. And I'm already halfway home. And an hour later, you can't beat I'm still the getting by tweets running away. from people at the theater.
2: Anyway, you also missed, if you missed the Dark World, you missed a very important scene, I think, which is reuniting Thor and... Th- Katie was alluding to this earlier. There's another post credit scene at the very end of the movie where Jane Foster's like, oh, "It's Thor, he's coming back," and they smooch. It's beautiful. It should have been in the movie. Um, but wow. Credit scene. And, yeah, it could
0: have been in the you movie, know. but Natalie Portman had quit the production at that point. <laughs> I <laughs> Dave. Oh yeah. I, okay, I can't
2: can believe that going. I missed yeah. any footage
3: of he, Natalie he Portman kisses, making out with anyone. But
0: he kisses his real life wife and wife in a Natalie Portman wig in that post credit oh, wow. scene because okay. she That's a she fact. was
2: outy uh um, Dave's yeah gonna be in a book coming out at some in, point uh yeah at some point <laughs> uh, uh, next year I, this time we pre-order? It okay. uh dave captain america the winter soldier yeah. two post-credits two scenes. yeah what, what are they the mid credit
0: scene is leading into avengers age of ultron where baron, baron von strucker tells us we're living in the age of miracles my god and we get to what see the, the twins wanda maximoff and uh pietro maximoff uh uh-huh. and then Remember the the uh, the end credits is one that should be in the movie, considering it's called Captain America Winter Soldier, where Bucky Barnes goes into the Smithsonian exhibit on Captain America and realizes that everything Caput said to him was true and Absolutely they are nailed friends,
2: it. And- nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Uh Katie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you enjoy that movie? This is a favorite
1: of the Yeah.
2: Yeah, that. sure. Uh it has two. It has two solid uh credit scenes. Do you remember either of them? What happens at the uh, end of uh those movies?
1: What to know... Groot? Do you remember what happened to Groot? Oh, Groot! Baby Groot dances. Yes, to okay. my favorite I'll song. I want you back. I know that. Yes. Okay. You got. Uh, you name the
2: song. That's a pull. You get. You get a point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh. I was gonna say happened? there's one other.
2: Yeah. There's a what wacky to Baby one? Groot
1: after he danced?
2: No. There's a, there's a wacky there's a wacky Guardians Wait. of the Galaxy one that was like, whoa,
1: James Gunn did a. Got that character in the MCU? Oh, it's Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard the Duck oh. shows up at the collector. Okay. yeah, let him lick your face. How many? Gross. How many points was, you give me for I that? I feel
2: like I led you on a little bit. I'm gonna give you three points.
1: You did. Give yeah, you three Dave. Points. Dave really gave me a visual, a visual clue.
2: Okay, David, Avengers: mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. This is, a, this is a big one. This is an absolute big one. Getting ready for the rest of the Infinity Saga. What what happened in post credit scene to?
0: Now I'm rendered individual. non-canonical.
3: Uh, <laughs> the, this isn't the one where no, this is the one where Thanos, sta- Purple Thanos, stands up and he's like, "I have to do it myself" or whatever. And it I mean, is. He, yeah. Okay. Great. It is. It is great. that.
2: You get full three
0: points. Three points. Yeah. Why is that job? non-canonical? Because he puts on the gauntlet, which is what he has Peter Dinklage actually make for him during the runtime of Avengers:
2: Infinity War. Well, technically, the post-credits could have happened in the middle of Endgame.
0: In theory, yes, I suppose.
2: <laughs> in theory. Uh, okay, Dave, you get Ant-Man. It has two post-credits. There's scenes.
0: two! One is the promise of Evangeline Lilly coming back as the Wasp in a suit when Michael Douglas shows her the suit that he's been making and perfecting for her, and she smiles, and the second one was actually a scene <laughs> from uh, Captain America Civil War, where they've captured Bucky and they have to infiltrate... Or no, they have to build a team or something. Anyway, Falcon's like, I might know a guy alluding to the fact that he meant Ant-Man during the runtime of Ant-Man.
2: This, uh, this, this quiz definitely reminded me that Falcon is in Ant-Man in a very arbitrary, stuffed-in way. It's, it's a clumsier moment in, in a mostly good movie. Uh, but yes, you're right. You get two points. Uh, Katie, Captain America: Civil War, two post credit scenes. Do you remember?
1: Okay, so <laughs> I remember there being. Uh, this might be the wrong movie. At some point, there is a post credit scene where Bucky is in Wakanda. Is this that one?
2: There are. He's giving me a thumbs up. Well, what? Uh, he's not with. He's I mean, like I recovering.
1: He's with, like he, he, he gets uh, his new arm.
2: Uh, oh. Is that
1: the one, dude? Does he get his new there's arm, an- arm well, from Shuri?
2: So you'll we'll find out that there's another one with the exact same description. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the points. Um <laughs> okay. let's just say for some reason Steve Rogers and T'Challa and Bucky are all in Wakanda just kind of like talking. Um that happens. And then there's another there's another one that's teeing up a movie that Civil War it, forces us to have to think about.
1: Is this the one where t- uh Spider Man is with iron man and they're going to go to a press conference no i think that's that happens later.
2: during a movie but you're i'll, I'll give you half points that for that is- because <laughs> peter parker is in the post credit scene he has like a okay caught masturbating type moment with his spider gear in his with aunt may in his room for some
1: reason yep they remember
3: we that. didn't
2: we didn't need that tease but uh we got it so i'll give you four points just to throw things completely off Cool, uh, Dave. Remember Doctor wait, Strange. She got
3: four points.
2: Yeah, she okay. four <laughs> points. Shut up! I she the I identified people
1: who were in the. Oh, no, David is Are next. You?
2: David, David is next. Oh, David okay. has to remember Doctor Strange, uh, which is an even greater punishment. David, do you remember Doctor Strange and what oh, happens shit. at the at the end?
3: Yeah, this movie was part of that marathon. Um, uh, yeah. If, okay, so he is back in. uh... Shambhala or whatever <laughs> okay <a> Wi-Fi password <laughs> don't and know what that is. it's like Benedict, isn't it Benedict Wong doing something with books or okay uh somewhat they're back they're back in the fucking in in the fucking they are they are yeah, the ancient I'm gonna give ones you thing.
2: points if you can land on the and, other Marvel character and that I wanna say that Benedict scene.
3: Wong is is he like dancing to Beyonce or is that in the movie that's in the movie
2: that's in the movie
3: uh, that's the movie. Where they're in the um, library, yeah. Right, right. So, so they're there, <laughs> and there's another character who shows up. And Due to time, it, I
2: might have to cut you off here.
3: It, I want to say it's the Hulk.
2: It's, it's, you're, you're close, you're close. He shows up at uh, with the Ancient One in the, uh, in the Sanctorum or whatever in Endgame. But no, in this scene, Doctor Strange is talking to Thor because they have to set up Thor Ragnarok, which Doctor Strange oh, winds sorry. up being in for some reason um okay dave you get guardians two there are a lot Ooh. of fuzzy you have a lot of opportunities for points here if you can name anything that happens there's like four post-credit scenes or mid-credit scenes in guardians two if you can name whatever you name i'll the give you points. four of them
0: all right uh Kraglin learns how to use yondu's finn <laughs> and shoots an arrow I think into Drax's butt. Dear god.
2: Yes. Um that's not even like a, a an important one, but sure. That's that's amazing.
0: Uh we get to see the uh, tease of Adam Warlock's official cocoon uh with the gold-faced lady plays by Debicki. That's right. Um Lover. Uh we get to see <laughs> adolescent Groot, who's playing video games in his room, and Peter Quill comes in, he's like, you need to clean this shit up. Uh, We get the Watchers talking to Stan Lee, and Stan Lee references his other cameos as if they really happen. He's been reporting to the
2: Watchers. Amazing, yes.
0: And then there's also one where we get a Guardians of the Galaxy team we thus far haven't seen yet, but it does have the first Michelle Yeoh as a Marvel character, and then that gets overwritten by Shang-Chi. But I, I believe it also has the Miley Cyrus head that uh, says something funny. <laughs>
2: it's insane. What's wrong with you? Forget this shit. This doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I'll give you so my Miley
3: Cyrus head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely
1: would not have been able
3: to. Guys, there's so there many Marvel movies. I'm anything. sorry. This is
2: taking a long time, but I feel like we have to get through the whole thing and really declare a winner here. Katie, Spider-Man Homecoming. There's two. What, do, you ha- do you have any idea?
1: Uh, Is Peter Parker at a press conference with uh, Iron Man? No, and stop Watson, that it! One. That's in a movie! <laughs> That's in the movie! Oh, so these aren't even MCU movies. These are Sony movies. Who's the villain uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming?
2: He gets a moment. What What happened? Who's
1: the villain? Okay. <laughs> no, Reezy Fons was in the, uh, was in the Andrew here, Garfield we? ones. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know okay. James, We're in face- I know Jake Gyllenhaal Hall's in the second one. Oh, uh, I
2: I'm gonna we gonna move on here. I think you I think you missed this one. This is A- Adrian Toomes, uh, you know, the vulture. He's in prison. And he actually meets uh...
1: Is it Michael Keaton the vulture?
2: Yeah, Michael yep. Keaton. Adrian
1: Toomes. Oh, okay. Toombs I thought you were saying Adrian Toombs. Sorry, oh. I'm using
2: his um, in-world it's... full name.
3: Yeah, the uh... famous actor Adrian <laughs> Toomes.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. This uh... is hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> they they he meets somebody in prison. Actually, it's it's the guy who plays Nacho on Better call Saul. He's in prison. He's, he's one of the bad guys, I guess. I don't remember that very well, but um, that guy wants to know who Spider-Man is, and he thinks the Vulture knows, and the Vulture's like, no! I'm not going to tell you, because I'm a good guy.
1: Wait, is Michael Keaton the villain in the first? In yes. Spider-Man Homecoming, in the first one? Maybe and I he's also the it.
2: villain in the post credit scene of Morbius, if you recall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought I had uh, seen Spider-Man
1: Homecoming, but maybe I didn't. Okay.
2: And then there's a very late scene where Captain America does his PSA like as a goof. Um, so that was fun. So you get zero points. That's really what so, I'm So you've got this. to take. Zero points. Okay. Uh, I know David. Captain
1: Mary is sitting on the chair. Seen that. Mm-hmm.
2: Thor Ragnarok. Any idea what the post-credit scene in Thor Ragnarok
3: is all about? Yeah, because that's This one's pretty teeing. direct. It's teeing up. What was after Thor Ragnarok? It was
2: a movie called Avengers Infinity War.
3: Right. Well,
0: technically a movie called Black Panther, but the Infinity yeah, War knows the connection. It's not, I'm sorry. it's not
3: being right. up Black Panther. Um, yep. At the end of that, uh, I, I, I want to say it has something to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That should just give me something, if it's right. Um, uh, no. <laughs> no? Okay, <laughs> no. well.
0: It takes place in
3: space. It does
0: take place uh, in space. Else? I think you're
2: going to get confused because in the post credit scene, Loki and Thor are talking and a giant spaceship starts hovering over there as Guardian vessel and uh turns out later in Infin- infinity war it's thanos that guy he's after mm. them uh, also I'm there's really a jerk. first credit scene with the grandmaster where he's telling everyone that uh the revolution is a draw that's a hilarious bit that they put in the end of the movie anyway you get zero points dave black panther what happens after yeah, Black yeah when you told me we were doing relevant. a quiz
0: when you told me we were doing a quiz today, I was like, oh no, I've spent all the day doing like Marvel line edits on my book. <laughs> this here is we Perfect! Are. <laughs> it is. Black Panther mid-credit scene. T'Challa opens up Wakanda to the United Nations, which does play directly in Wakanda Forever, where we start. And then uh, post post-credit scene is the one you were alluding to before, where we have see we see a a healed Bucky oh. who's one arm living Wolf. in Wakanda. I believe. And uh, they, I think, yeah, they call him the White Wolf and I think bring him his
2: arm. Makes
0: that's, more sense for that
1: to have happened. I know, they bring in him his Black arm Panther. actually
0: in Infinity War.
2: Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be two points for, for Dave. Uh, Katie, speaking of Infinity War, what's the post credit scene on Infinity War?
1: Alright, so they all disappear at the end of Infinity War, so I'm imagining they're not dropping something that's going to make it uh, seem happy, but is Ant is the Ant-Man sequel the one that comes after that? Yes. Is, okay. So, is it a it's done? Is it a Quantum Realm thing? No. Do we, okay.
2: All
0: right. Then I don't.
1: No. Then I don't. Oh, okay. Is it an Ant-Man thing?
2: No. Oh, okay. Actually, uh, uh, I'm just gonna tell you. I don't think you're. Good. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I uh, don't know. Nick
2: Fury sends a little distress signal to someone in space. Oh, Who right. And you there? watch him
1: and Maria Hill disappear. Yeah, yeah in New York. Who's the, I who's that, that. Who's
2: that signal going to?
1: Oh, it's Captain Marvel.
2: Yeah, it is, but you don't get points, sorry. Um, Damn. David, your favorite movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, has two post-credit scenes. Do you remember what they are? I feel like this is pretty big. This is going straight into endgame territory.
3: Yeah, I definitely hand. walked out of this, but this is, uh, <laughs> the, one of them, one of them is someone in the quantum realm, for sure. Uh, that's gotta be worth something.
2: Okay, I mean, you're speaking are speaking Someone in the quantum realm,
3: uh, I want to say it's, Michelle Pfeiffer? No. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know. No. This is like they're. Oh, fuck, yeah, they're in like a garage, an outdoor garage, the fucking van, and someone pops out of the quantum realm and is isn't like, isn't that holy... part in the
1: movie? Is the
3: that part's not in, like in the
1: movie.
3: Is that in the movie? <laughs> I don't. No, no it's, I mean, they no, go no, into David, the quantum. You're right, quite a bit. except someone gets
0: sucked into, the, sucked the, yeah, yes, get sucked into sucked the quantum
3: in. realm. It's the quantum realm. I'm right about I'm gonna... the location. I'm going to give David two points. Yeah, Scott
2: Lang gets stuck in the quantum realm. This is a major plot point in Endgame because he pops out and he's like, huh, the blip? What? And uh, yeah, so you get two points. I'll I'll give you some. Uh, Dave, Captain Marvel. Two two post-credits, technically.
0: I mean... Are we going all the way through phase four on this? Should I speed up and just get us to the rest of phase
2: three? I definitely have all the movies. So yeah, <laughs> this okay. is endless. I know. I hope the listeners are hanging so, on. This is hilarious. I mean, who remembers this stuff? This Captain
0: Marvel's mid credit scene is a continuation from Avengers Infinity War, where we get to see the Avengers... Uh, post-snap gathering around the pager, which has suddenly gone off and they're like, we need to turn this back on, and they can't figure oh, out why we're like not. It's not all the villain. Avengers. It's not all the Avengers. No, no, it's the, the unsnapped uh, the Avengers. Do you remember who's so, in the scene? Captain America, Natasha Romanoff, Rhodey? Yeah, it's Rhodey. It's Rhodey. And Banner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, and then Captain Marvel pops up with her hairstyle that she does not have in any other instance. In the entire Marvel cinematic universe. Second post credit scene. Uh, Goose the Cat vomits up the Tesseract. There are no post credit scenes for Avengers Endgame. Uh cool. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh J. Joto Jameson uh reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and accuses him of murdering Mysterio. Post after that, uh, we learn that Talos and his wife have been impersonating Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and that's phase three. Who's God, Talos? Yeah. The uh, scroll. and Mendelssohn scroll.
1: Oh, I remember him. Wait, Did, yeah. did you just plow through? No, you're, yeah. you're way ahead here.
2: Did Dave you just not, plowed through. You he's saving his time. Finish
0: off, I said if you had all the
2: movies, I I'd just finish
0: off phase three. No. He's finishing off yeah. phase three. He's, he's, he's. So go for it. You got a whole other phase to go through, patches, if you still want to keep going.
2: Okay. But you, no, no one's been revealed in this movie. Anyway, well, I guess we'll uh, see. Well, I mean, I, the next movie is Spider Man Far From Home, which is a Katie yeah, I did it I know you did
0: I why did, did that, you steal right. that Katie can have my points okay. because uh, Katie gets this segment points. is <laughs> supposed to be
2: a tidbit
1: uh, <laughs> I tried Spider-Man Far From Home is a movie I have not seen
2: okay Katie has two points Dave has donated
3: wow <laughs> wow David,
1: Thanks, Dave. David uh,
2: Black Widow do you remember the major uh, post credit scene for Black Widow
3: I mean does anyone remember any of the scenes for Black Widow uh, it's
2: pretty big it has relevance to Black Panther Wakanda Forever
3: how? Ooh, that's
1: was there a really test? no oh, Marvel movie connection. between Spider-Man: Far From Home and Black Widow? Wow,
0: it... there was not. There was a whole pandemic. I which heard the first year without a Marvel the, the movie blip. since but 2011. Yeah.
3: But wasn't the movie after Black Widow uh, Shang Chi? Well, yes, that was yeah, the movie after doing Black, yeah. Black, Widow. We're doing Black Widow. So, so why yeah, is Black Widow the... setting up? But why because is it everything is convoluted forever?
2: in this post-pandemic
3: Marvel universe? Is it something to do with the dumbest character ever, Bucky? No. Yeah, no. That I mean, the hard. hottest? I have fucking, what's the, like, fridged? <laughs> what's the expression? Like, all information relating to Bucky. Um, uh,
2: I'm going to tell you what I this is. So, uh, Yelena Belova, played by... What a name. Florence, uh, what's her name?
3: Florence Pugh. Florence
2: Pugh. Miss <laughs> uh, Blow Goes to Natasha Romanoff's grave, because Black Widow's dead, and she's met by none other than Julia Louise Dreyfus's Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. And she wants to take Christ, down she's Hawkeye. Everywhere. She's actually, she's setting up a Hawkeye, the Hawkeye show, because uh, Florence Pew amazingly, is on the Hawkeye show. Uh, but yes, Julia is? is all over the place. What? Are you kidding me? We don't have time for this. I did we cannot not know talk about Florence Pugh, on about Florence Pugh being on that. the Hawkeye show. Jesus she Christ. is definitely <laughs> oh the second best part about the Hawkeye show. Dave shang the post credit scene. Do you remember? Yeah. This was not very long ago, but these seem like Isn't the least it David, memorable. Isn't it David's turn? No, David just whiffed Black Widow. Oh, David, just whiffed Black Widow.
0: Alright, uh, mid-credits, uh banner in non-Hulk form because he has an inhibitor on, as we learn in She-Hulk, uh, it is teleconferenced with Space Carol Danvers, who has yet a new haircut that we haven't seen her with before. Uh, to Wong, who brings in uh Shang-Chi and Katie uh because they're examining the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings are sending some sort of signal out into space. We don't know what that means yet. Uh the uh, the Scene after that is, uh, uh, what's this? Shang-Chi's sister taking over okay, the yes. Ten Rings.
2: Yeah. Turning into it into
0: an assassin circle. I no, thought God. we almost
2: had you there. Damn. Uh, yeah. No, you I right. just don't remember that
0: character's name, unfortunately. <laughs> Her name
2: is Zhu Jalin. Uh, Accompanied by Razor Fist and John John, of course, our favorite MCU characters. I
0: definitely would have remembered both of those people. Katie,
2: a turtle. Did you see this one? <laughs> yeah,
1: I saw it in the theaters right. for this podcast. I know this one. I would say one. the Harry, post-credits Harry are pretty important. Yes. Harry, Harry Styles, Styles is, is a guy <laughs> named Star Fox. I don't know why. And I remember Star Fox from the Sonic games. Uh, what the hell? is no, another Stop. One. <laughs> stop before no. you commit <laughs> <Ultimate> <laughs>
3: <Fox's>, <laughs> Star Fox is its own thing, Katie. It oh, was on geez, Nintendo. So okay. Please, it wasn't
1: I thought it was a thing that we didn't have. Okay. Anyway, Harry Styles is Star Fox. Lordy allegedly. Lord. Allegedly.
2: Star Fox and the Sonic <laughs> games. I'm having a fucking heart attack over here. There's a second post credit scene, Katie. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, fuck. Uh, no, I need it. Can you give me. Do I get Dane a hand? Do I get There.
0: Are you ready? Who? Are you really ready for that, Mr. Whitman? Dane, Dane Whitman?
2: Whitman? <laughs> Who's Black that? Knight himself. He gets Who's the that? sword. John Snowden?
1: John Snowden. Oh, my God. Right. Wait, he yeah, they're in a park in London. Is that when, like, they're in a park in no, London no, and that's like the end. no, no you're oh, that's, that's the end of the movie. movie. That's yeah. the end of the
0: movie.
2: No, um, he gets a blade set up.
1: I think I might have left before Jon Snow All showed up. Right. Honestly, yeah,
2: they set up blade. I guess. Are either Jon are Harry Styles or Kit
1: Harington gonna have Marvel movies? Dave, like, are those movies actually gonna happen? Oh,
2: you don't throw Harry uh, uh, Styles yeah. away. He'll be back. He'll be back.
0: I imagine. I imagine the Eternals will show up at something else. Is it Eternals two? I don't know yet. All
2: right, Katie gets one point. So David, no way home. Oh, no, I get is... three
1: points for Harry Styles. Oh
2: yeah, you get. I'm sorry, you get three points. You get three points. That's absolutely right. That's Thank how... you. I'm... I forgot that we're for Star Fox, my favorite. It's been so long since uh, I gave Sega away, but...
1: Genesis character. Oh my God, shutter,
2: shutter. Uh, Kate, uh, David, no way home. This was recent. Has no, two. Has two post-credit scenes. <laughs> that you definitely stayed for. What were they?
3: Uh, no, I didn't. Um, did, no I way home act- has that, uh, these post like post-credit scene I absolutely of, like, the, did not stay for the, these the, the most
2: famous Marvel characters everyone loves him they want to see him in movies and he was there in this post credit scene no no
3: um I mean I'm I'm sure it will come back to me when you say it not that I, I did not actually see this scene I did not stick okay. around here's
2: but, a hint. Uh, uh, Venom yeah. drinking at a bar
3: <laughs> oh it's Venom oh I'm
2: sorry that's that's the whole scene yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any goddamn sense uh but mm-hmm. yeah. venom is venom is in the end of the movie and then there's also a little thing at the end where uh betty brandt gives a little r- midtown news report on graduation and peter parker's nowhere to be found because remember he wished himself goodbye yeah he doesn't exist yeah <laughs> um david multi or dave multiverse of madness what do you do, what do you, do you uh
0: charlie's theron's clea shows oh, right. up uh to take uh dr strange in the dark dimension and then is that gonna uh, happen i pizza guess that's Pop- gonna happen pizza papa stops punching himself is the other
2: that's the right. other Two one points to you okay katie you get the final point for love and thunder it just happened did you see oh, we're not
1: doing black we're not doing black panther we can talk uh, about that see. in
2: the- you didn't even <laughs> just
1: bop. just throw the spoiler right Did in the tidbit
2: where nobody's expecting. it. This is it. an open one for Katie or David to grab. David, do you remember the post credits scene? Which Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. This just came um, out this summer.
3: You were there. Boy, uh, uh, didn't I was see it. Also gone. Uh, I reviewed this movie. I'm trying to remember. I don't
0: have one. It. Includes. A Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, 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 does. Oh, Brett Goldstein, yeah.
3: Okay. Brett Goldstein shows up, shows up as shows something. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He shows up if, as anyone, fucking. If you uh, can name uh, it. You get fucking, the point. Uh No, no, no. I know this one. Do not take this away from me. <laughs> he is fucking the the god. Go, uh, he, go, he is go. Kevin Sorbo, um, yeah, okay. the Hercules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there
2: we go. You got it. Nicely got done. There. Also, Jane Foster mm. enters Valhalla, and uh, Eimdal is there. Did you I just Isilba showed Isilba's up for yeah. the post-credit scene, guys. This was the Is post-credit it? scene quiz. It went a little long, <laughs> but I thought it was pretty. Fun did you keep track of her points? I did. I'm gonna reveal the winner in our Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Wow.
1: <laughs>
2: Stick around for that. We'll be right back.
0: Wakanda Forever is out in theaters now uh, eating up all the money and closing out Marvel uh, Studios phase four. We're going to go from phase four to phase six in the same amount of time it took us to go through one phase because Marvel is everywhere. This, of course, is the sequel to 2018's Black Panther. But in between here and there, Chadwick Boseman has passed away, forcing them to make this movie partially and I would say in majority now, about uh, mourning his passing as a character and therefore subtextually also allowing the audience to mourn the passing of an actor. It does this with a classic Marvel Phase 4 young woman MacGuffin Chase, who is thrown in the middle of a plot that she doesn't necessarily belong into. Uh, Wakanda and the uh, new uh, city of Talokan are racing to find Reeve Williams, Ironheart, because she has developed the technology to find vibranium, which the world stage really wants. But she's never called and Ironheart
1: in this movie, to be clear, right?
0: Sh- she's not called Ironheart in this movie, to be
1: clear. There are several Ironhearts on her suit, ah. but she does not. If you get are me and you see this movie, day. you don't know that there's a Disney Plus series coming about her. And you're just like, cool, American girl is in this movie.
0: Yeah, to to people who don't know that there's a Disney Plus about her show about her, that's
3: that's like not how it feels at all. I had no idea. I first of all know who Ironheart is because she's in my fucking Marvel game, but did not at all make the connection (laughs) to who the character (laughs) was in the movie. But as soon as she showed up, like five minutes into her plot, I was like, God damn it, this is all just transparently set up for a Disney Plus series about this character, isn't it? And then it was only after the fact that I was like, Oh yeah, right, Ironheart. But it's so clumsy, like, I I have plenty of good things to say about this movie, but I really, really was irritated by all the Ironheart stuff, every single thing about it, the movie treats her with no respect, the character is not even there, um, it's really obnoxious. Anyway. Well,
0: luckily there is a new character that is probably less obnoxious, because at least I really enjoyed him, it's Teno Cuerta's... Namor or Namor, Namor. as we Yes, now, yes please. Now tell them to pronounce. Well, they all call it Namor. Namor.
1: If Angela Bassett I mean, it... says it that way, I'm going to say it the way Angela Bassett does.
0: Uh, it's just, it's hard for me uh, to get some of the classic comic book uh, Namor out of my head, but I'm really trying because this movie does a great um, job Namor. at recontextualizing Namor uh, in a plot where he decides that if everybody's coming, for Vibranium, including Vibranium that is underneath his underwater city. Uh, it is best to be proactive and burn all these surface-level colonizers to the ground, and he would like, a um, mourning Shuri, uh, by returning Letitia Wright, uh, to help him, and because she doesn't want to kill scientists and, uh, destroy all of the world, uh, these two societies are put in conflict, and, like, most of history, the black and brown people are made to fight each other over the sins of the white people. Uh, Wakanda forever. It's...
1: <laughs> Dave, what? I saw you dunking I... on the tweet from the guy who was like, I haven't seen Wakanda forever, but I just can't believe that uh, you know the, all the white countries wouldn't be trying to get into Wakanda. I was like, oh... You didn't see the yeah. first scene of Wakanda forever. It's like, the first yeah, act fuck of this you, movie France. is defining that. <laughs> yeah, France
3: is yeah. the They're worst place to And also Richard Schiff. We, we, yeah, we were going to be talking in our in our deleted uh, mini-segment tonight about the Not deleted, not uh, recorded, to be not clear. Not recorded though. mini-segment. There's no cut to be released. The world's hottest actor currently starring special appearance by, I should say, in the biggest movie in the world, and also in the biggest video game in the world, in which he gives a really electrifying performance as Odin, is Richard Schiff uh but yes uh everything dave why why am i keeping uh, why am i still talking I people ask <laughs> this all the time i don't know uh <laughs> wakanda forever it's okay wait, wait,
1: David, right. yeah i feel like you came up you came out swinging in defense of this movie when a lot of critics were like yeah i don't know it's marvel bullshit so uh Maybe? you stand by it oh yeah. yeah
3: i mean i i i think that categorically both of the Ryan Coogler, Marvel movies are just head and shoulders above the vast majority of, if not everything, that the MCU is doing. Just in terms of what's on their mind, their thematic depth, the craft. I mean, the craft, the craft, the craft, the craft. Of this movie, Ruth Carter is just the only thing I could think of was like Cloud Strife having an Omni slash Limit Break from Final Fantasy VII. Jesus I don't know why my brain <laughs> immediately went Your there, brain but is she broken. is going absolutely nuts in this movie uh, with the budget and opportunity that she has the costumes. I am not someone who typically notices costumes in a movie or their quality. Thanks to remark on that. Um, I famously, at least in the context of this podcast can never tell when someone's wearing a wig or not. Uh, it all feels related. The costumes in this movie are eye popping and beautiful bananas. and all serve the characters. And they everything never feels feel, so bespoke.
2: It feels like, Brahma. yeah, they every, never every feel every self-serving. Culture is
3: getting its own thing. Um, I mean, and and Ludwig uh, Goranson's score, which is uh, interpolating Nigerian street music and Mayan rap and all these different things into the foundation that he laid in the previous movie, is really beautiful. Uh, Autumn Durald's uh, and cinematography is, is uh, visible and legible and never too plastic, um, which is impressive in the Marvel. I loved how they shot the underwater world of, uh, what's it called? Uh, TennoCon. TennoCon, um TennoCon. I wish we spent more time down there but like the splashes of red you see at the bottom of the ocean are really cool and vibrant but um, I mean it just feels like there's like an entirely different wing of the MCU it's like okay this one is real and legit and mm-hmm. everything else is sort of just um, flimsy bullshit and even though Wakanda Forever is very messy um as I think it, it, it may have been anyway but certainly um, was, was sort of thrown into chaos with Chadwick Boseman's death and they did the best they could to piece together a movie. And I think they did a very admirable job of that. But uh, it's still for all of its messiness, for all of the ticky tacky fight scenes and like the action. The action was a problem in Black Panther. It's a much, much bigger problem here. Whatever second unit has been deputized to shoot some of this stuff. I mean, looking the the, the final sequence in the water is so weak you could feel James Cameron just sort of licking his lips uh, in the audience. <laughs> just, the, like, waiting the part on the just... boat. Yeah. But, um, but I think, you know, what Dave was alluding to about the dynamic between these two uh, nations that have both been, well, you know, one had been you know heavily, well, both were sort of displaced by colon, uh, by um, colonization, one more directly than the other, but both were sort of living in um, opposition to it and the threat of it. And, uh, I thought that... Um, what's his face? Uh, it's been a oh, minutes. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Namor. Namor. Namor, my guy. Namor. He has Namor. the most annoying power in Marvel Strike Force where he just like, swims around. The animation takes 15 seconds. Uh, and he and in the movie, I will say this to my grave, the stupid flying ankle wings look dumb as hell. They do what? not translate to the screen. They oh, look like so them. stupid. Um, but uh, the actor playing him is... What is it? Tina Um mm-hmm. I thought, wonderful. He... Feels like a variation on Kilmore on uh, on uh, Kilmonger Kilmonger and uh, his you know some of the same some of the same adjectives some of the same uh, beefs but I think they explore them in interesting new ways I thought that everything to do with the relationship between Wakanda and uh, Tino Kalam was was fascinating and everything that the movie did and the more heartfelt vein about uh, Black Panther's death. Uh, was really moving. I mean, that opening 10 minutes or so, which is siloed off from the rest of the movie in some ways, is striking. I think as those two threads begin to knot together, they also uh, fray quite a bit, um, particularly in the movie's middle and second half, whenever the Iron Heart stuff is happening is a hot mess. But uh, overall, I mean, and also, uh, just my last thing I'm going to say at the end of my monologue. <laughs> it's just, It's just, uh, I, I felt that um, Letitia Wright who, you know, they, they build a number of fail stops, uh, you know, fail safes to protect their butts in case she says something else in the future that might jeopardize her position <laughs> in a Marvel movie. It's, that's certainly how it feels like watching it. I thought she gives a really impressive and moving performance. I mean, I think she I really agree. is She's able great. to thread the needle between um, being a grieving younger sibling who's it's like wrestling with. How to live with Chala's memory, the degree to which she wants to move forward as you know with his example in order to honor him, the degree to which you know his spirit is sort of encouraging her to be her own leader. Um, I think all of these things are really palpable across her face. Angela Bassett's character helps bring them to the surface as well as does you know quite literally uh, the stuff with Namor. But I think that she. You know, she deals with it all in in really interesting and and alive ways that feel so much more human and less didactic than the typical uh the typical sort of conversations you have um in all these Marvel movies about policy and uh and whatnot that have always sort of weighed them down for me. So, yeah, definitely net positive in Wakanda Forever for me.
0: Katie, I want to hear what you thought <laughs> about Wakanda Forever I because really? it is a long movie that has a lot on its mind. It
1: is. And I really agree with David on most everything that he said. I think the Black Panther movies feel special in this way that is really, um, th- that grabs you even when the rest of the story is in. Like the, the, I don't think Namor is quite Killmonger because Michael B. Jordan is kind of his own special effect. Um, but he's really compelling. I thought like Shuri being kind of enamored with his world and kind of take it, like taking her time there and like feeling for him was really interesting. And then, I think in the second half of the movie, when you need her to kind of like have a dark heart full of revenge, it fails a little bit and kind of made me inevitably think about uh, how it was written for Black Panther for T'Challa instead of her. And I imagine Dave might know better than I do how it was originally supposed to be before Chadwick Boseman died. Um, and, you know, you get toward the end and how she reckons with that. Like, I think Shuri is a more interesting character when she's not doing that stuff. Um, but in addition to all the crafts that David was talking about, the acting in these movies is always so much more interesting than other Marvel movies. Like you see Winston Duke on screen and for 30 seconds, he pops so much and not just in like a quippy, I've got jokes way, but like as a real character. And same for Lupita Nyong'o and same for Denai Guerrero Like any actor who's in these movies really gets to build something and like deploy their charisma to the full effect. And that also Kind of keeps me with it, even as you know some Marvel machinery might lose me. Uh We can't talk about Julia Louis Dreyfus, or we cannot, because I'd rather that she wasn't in this movie.
2: Really, I thought she liked was it. Fun. Yeah. You don't like I just, I every mean, time it she cut is, to her. Th- I was like, "This is a long here.
1: movie. Why are we doing this?"
3: What, <laughs> did, Julia, she, what did Julia Louis Dreyfus? <laughs> I don't yeah, want to overpraise I mean, all that, two white characters that in the Black
2: Panther movie. But <laughs> I thought but it was I mean,
3: there, there is a really. Palpable tension. I mean, Black Panther was sort of allowed to exist separate from uh, so much of the Marvel Cinematic Universe bullshit. Um, it w- I mean, I think by extension of Wakanda being hidden from the world, it was able to sort of eh, enjoy Civil War that, looms that protection. a little
2: too much if you've rewatched that one recently, but yeah.
3: Whatever. It, but, but this movie, there's a very real tension in, you know, trying to retain what made Black Panther and that thread of the MCU special, but also having to accommodate for how, you know... Complicated and invasive the MCU at large has become. And I think it largely fails on that count. I think every scene with Julia Louis Dreyfus and Martin Freeman, both of whom are doing the best they possibly can with those roles, uh, completely flatlines the movie um, and is no better than the Ironheart stuff. And uh, it just really draws away from the movie. A movie that had the ultimate excuse to just knuckle down and focus on what matters to these right. characters and didn't. I felt like, and I don't know, you know, how much of this was always in Ryan Coogler's vision for this second chapter of, you know, what he was doing with Black Panther, how much of it was mandated by the, you know, at a Kevin Feige C-level sort of thing. But I feel like this this really would have soared had they just been like, all right, let's cut all the fucking corporate synergy here and just, you know, focus in on what matters to these characters. We have one opportunity to really make this a sort of pure emotional experience and i wish that they had not neglected to pass it up.
2: Patches. Patches. I'm I'm more down on this movie than you guys. I didn't have a very good time watching it. Um I, the the mess of it all took center stage more than um or or blocked out what you were talking about Dave David which is the crafts which is which is quite stunning when it is uh, when it is accentuated when it's just like let's be in a chamber drama and look at all these people in costumes or let's be at the waterfall and and see all the different cultures of Wakanda mixing together um, those are my favorite moments I, I had re-watched the original Black Panther like hours before seeing this and it's amazing how tight that movie feels now I do think as I mentioned earlier the uh, Russo Brothers stink is on it a little more than I would have liked I didn't love black panther at the time and it still infiltrates that trying to like get the backstory in um so the marvel cinematic universe cannot it cannot be completely walled off wakanda but uh this movie suffers for it more and um i i just didn't feel i, I think what's admirable about the first black panther is as focused or as much as chadwick boseman is Chichala, it's a real ensemble piece even then like i don't think he really stands out that much in Black Panther. I've always been fascinated that people, I mean, his death obviously created such gravity here and and with that performance, but he's just part of the ensemble in Black Panther. And I I feel like all the parts are really working in that movie and that's what's extraordinary about it. And um, here we get another ensemble where I'm just like, I'm not getting enough time with any one person or any one plot. Um, And I wanted more of the kind of like, aladdin jasmine take me on your carpet ride through uh talcon um and and Mm. i wanted more of like that time that i I, of the exploration of this world i thought the backstory that they kind of stuffed in midway through to explain how they became underwater breathers and all that just like we're just blasting through this we're piling on explanation uh hand waving away things that don't really make sense i will say like if you're underwater and you're mostly human shouldn't you be gargling your words i just don't understand how they talk um
3: (laughs) not that it would be enjoyable (laughs) to
2: have them be like yeah
1: i want this movie to be incomprehensible (laughs) i just i also
2: (laughs) for all the uh heart-shaped flower nods and hand waving stuff i'm like i still don't totally understand how they just magically went into the water and Started, uh, breathing and talking but and they whatever. all become yeah. navi
3: they're all they're all yep. i wish blue skin but only navi. when they're
1: above ground
2: that's true right uh yeah so uh, there's just it's overloaded it is and in the middle of it
1: what did you think about the Shuri stuff six. What, and her like her i mean maybe this is gonna be spoiler territory so we don't want to do well, that yet
2: no let we should just talk over, i mean this movie is out come on let's just talk spoilers here and, and if you haven't that we're going to I'll ring
1: a here.
0: ceremonial gong but, just in case. Here we go. Um,
2: there we go. All right. Spoilers. Let's talk spoilers. And I think the biggest surprise here is that I wasn't emotionally affected by the loss of T'Challa at all. Like this movie is built around oh. the death of a character, and I did not feel. I thought it was so cold, uh, and and so
1: I disagree. My employed I disagree as narrative
2: like yeah. propellant that I I just could not. I was not feeling it at, at all, um, and it was—it felt hacky to me, and I could not get on board early on. I mean, that first scene, again, it's just like it's all plot set up in a weird way, and that may have started off the, the wrong scene for where
1: me. he dies, like in the yeah. very beginning.
2: Yes, yes. I just thought I'm, that and where whole they're talking cold about open, building the heart building the heart shaped pla- flower, or whatever. I'm just like, I was what? a bit still confused plot? about like, the what's going on here. Why are we? Plotting? I mean, I
3: disagree with the patches is saying about how you know. Like, listen, if patches felt cold, he felt cold. I do feel like, given the circumstances around Bozeman's death, uh, they did what they could do, and I, lo- I I thought I felt very strongly that the characters, you know, in Wakanda, and also just like the political uh, sort of topography of Wakanda itself was all resonating with his death. Uh, you have this feeling that is not, they don't put too fine a point on, which I appreciated that Wakanda is kind of scattered to the, to the winds. I mean, you have uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character living in Haiti, but it's also, uh, you know, people are a bit unmoored and destabilized in Wakanda. And, and you have um, Winston Duke's character, who is always sort of itching for tradition in his own way and, and looking for, um, you know, a way to challenge the throne. And even the fact that, um, that uh, Daniel Kaluuya isn't in the movie because of scheduling conflicts, I think and he's in j- his character is ostensibly in jail. Lends a feeling of sort of disarray that all points back to this collective grief that they're feeling. I I thought that that came through pretty strongly, um, but uh, the flower stuff confused me. Like uh, that whole thing about her creating a synthetic flower or the herb. I was like, "Because herb...
1: Killmonger burned it in the first, yes, one? yeah, it did." Okay, I didn't remember that. I mean, I mean it didn't hold that me too tracks.
2: Much. I just think like the ploddiness of it having to explain his death becomes a burden on the movie a little bit and
1: but it doesn't explain
3: kind of like his death it doesn't
1: it. really ever tell you no, but what he dies. Of. i mean
3: he just he what? dies of off-screen death disease i mean like
1: yeah I, I assume they were just and, making and it like Chapman thing... boseman where he had cancer for a long time and didn't tell anybody
3: yeah and the important thing is that uh, they are yes they shuri... are preying
2: on the truth you're absolutely but
3: right but the important thing is that shuri can't save him with her yeah know, Technical and scientific wizardry. I mean, like that whole scene is not really framed around his death as much as her inability to save him. Uh, the confidence rate with the machine, whatever it is, and her like little green and red bubbles. Yeah, I uh, guess. For, but for me, yeah, like, the most the emotionally
2: affecting part was when they ran the Marvel logo silent, and and honored Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and then to try and like get to the more, and and connect the dots. That's when I thought it became messy that they are like forcing the plot of a of a chadwick boseman less sequel and and then they still ran with namor and felt like leftovers the issue uh, is
3: that you can you can have you can have american forces the american force of industry whatever you want to say disrupting uh namor and his people and cut ironheart completely out of the equation I mean, there's no reason that needs to be part of it. The whole, like, they don't find a reason to justify it. And I think that pulls on all the stuff that we're talking about. It could all have just been, you know, Mm -hmm. that that Shuri is looking for a more vibrant name. The Wakandans are trying to find it so that other people don't. Um, You know, I think because of the strain on the plot to justify the strain on the plot, uh, I think everything else kind of sags as a result. And it all feels really messy when I feel like the soul of this movie is just begging for it to be tight. It's begging for it to be so emotionally driven yeah. and, and held together. And the plotting of the movie is pushing me opposite direction. And I think that, you know, that's a tension. The movie struggles to reconcile, um, even among the things that it does well. Uh, and at that point, but- like
2: comparing the more to, to Killmonger, like one of the things that I get, gets, gets sullied by this kind of overplotting is the idea that opening up Wakanda to T'Challa's last, big move saw it in the post-credit scenes for black panther it's important um you know has infuriated the more it's like not only are people looking for vibranium by by opening wakanda up now they are they are exposed i felt like the good deed like more of this movie somehow could have been tied back to t'challa's actions and yet i feel like it kind of loses track of him and then in the third act it's all of a sudden like shuri is i don't know grieving again
3: like it's just my entire review my entire review of this movie hinged on exactly what you're talking about which is like that his legacy was the decision to open up wakanda and shuri having to grapple with that you know over the obviously there are unintended consequences of that and i think t'challa was a little bit you know he's focused on himself and his own people and had a sort of limited view of the world at large and how this might Ripple effect. You know, they were unaware of this uh, this underwater kingdom. But I mean, it, it was there were going to be unintended consequences. This is a, a theme that recurs throughout the MCU that people do things in the name of good or do uh, something altruistic and it comes around and bites in the ass. But Shuri is motivated by, you know, her feeling of, of like th- he wanted to have a more open world. There were things that he wanted to share from Wakanda. He did not want to wall our civilization off and you know he's saying like open your heart shuri and she is struggling with that and i think that that motivates and complicates every decision that the character makes over the course of the movie so i again felt like that was very present in the i wish we
2: i wish we had gotten that scene with her and killmonger when she finally takes the heart-shaped herb i wish we had gotten that earlier i feel like that's when the movie kind of kicks off and it's like oh this is what it's about it doesn't feel like a, a third act thing it feels like the second act thing where she needs to create she needs to have more violent actions that she I don't know. She's not wrestling with a lot for most of the movie. And then all of a sudden she is. Um I, and it's a le- I and then like, we have a giant water battle in the middle of the ocean where it's this gobbling gook. Um
1: I felt like the Killmonger scene, I mean it kicked in here because Michael B. Jordan's incredible and you're glad to see him again. But like her wrestling with violence in her heart made no sense to me as the character and the entire evolution of her turning into Black Panther was where I thought the movie really kind of started falling apart because it just it's not where i thought the character is going to go it's not where i think it made sense for her to go um and then it kind of ends with her more or less in the same place where she was before all of that happened and it feels like this like water treading before as we said that like final battle sequence that's kind of unmemorable on every level exactly Mm -hmm. that is what they do dave was it supposed to be uh t'challa uh The The original part of this
0: movie did still involve Namor, (laughs) but it was T'Challa coming back to a Wakanda that had to govern itself without him while he was blipped out of existence. Um. So he was still trying to normalize the relationship not only of uh, different tribes in Wakanda, uh, but the uh, conflict with Namor, uh, which is actually hinted at in Infinity War, where Danai Gurira's general uh, reports uh, earthquake off in the Alaskan plate underwater or whatever. So that was always going to happen, but a lot of stuff got added obviously in between. Uh, Ironheart was most likely added because Ryan Coogler's uh, company is co-producing that Disney Plus series. Mm. It's not just a Disney... Joint. Well, it also Uh, seemed
1: like having Shuri meet like another girl genius inventor, like that's an interesting thing to have her bounce off of, but because she's so tied up in like heading toward becoming Black Panther, there's not really time to explore that.
0: Yeah, and my biggest problem with this movie is one, you take a actress who is very Christian to the point of being anti-vaccine and give her the standpoint that mourning is something that you make up for yourself however you do it. So she's kind of yelling at God. And so first, I'm like Hey, yeah, let's do this. Like I like
1: I like, I like yelling a good
0: movie that's yelling at God. Yeah. Uh but then at the end, uh I believe making her a Black Panther is a mistake because what it means is whoever eats the heart-shaped herb is the Black Panther, not whoever like earns being the Black Panther is the Black right. Panther. And then, uh, then it's like, the why well, end... she could
3: manufacture a zillion different heart-shaped herbs? I mean, like...
0: Yeah, she could know. have given everybody Black Panther powers for that final fight, but instead yeah. she just kept them for herself so she could exact revenge. Uh, doesn't work for me. The end fight really doesn't work for me because the solution to something that has great costume design is not to put everybody in a digital suit. Uh, but yet even... <laughs> they do that for deny Guerrero, which is like, That's I've seen rude. that woman fight in so many different series. Why are you putting a mask on her so that she's like... A ninja turtle villain in this oh. like the end of this fucking movie and then finally uh the thing that made me laugh and be like well the last half of this movie was a waste uh was the post-credit scene sure uh where they have their cake and eat it too they did not recast t'challa they just made another character with the exact same name so that he could pop up as a future black panther that is still the technically character i
1: didn't even think about that being i mean it really did feel to
3: me like like if if uh leticia Wright, if you know for the next pandemic is like i still think vaccines don't work they can be like well we now have t'challa in high (laughs) school i I think that's
2: absolutely right i think that's that's seriously uh my my big question is like why is lupita nyong'o not more in this movie she's such a yeah i
1: don't get it either
2: interesting Actor, she has a lot of drama connected to T'Challa, but she shows up halfway through and, and again is kind of like sidelined. I did wonder th- throughout this movie, because I just overthink these things, it's like, man, what a COVID production. Like everyone has to be in their bubble in this movie, and every set piece feels like everyone is just fighting alone Why on is... stage and they connect the dots later. It's just like it felt Why really... is the
3: pizza and not in war movies period?
1: I wondered like she, this while she I was watching in. this movie. She's too. in a lot of I Disney movies. such a great actor.
3: I mean, I feel like she, her, her presence in the culture has sort of outsized the work that she's doing on screen. I My assumption, my feeling from what I sort of read between the lines, she does a lot of philanthropy. Um, she does a lot of work, you know, you know for women. Um, to put it broadly, I mean, I think and that's all great. It's not like a value judgment that she... Is not in more movies, but looking at her filmography, it is really weird to me that she, you know, for someone who is at that level is on screen very, very rarely. And then sometimes in unexpected places, like I remember, you know, in 2019, in addition to us, which was obviously her big role for that year um, and her like one scene part in as Maz Kanata and the rise of Skywalker, she was in a little uh uh, New Zealand indie called Little Monsters, which I was pretty She's delightful. actually delightful. She, yes. Yeah. And she, she great is great zombie that, comedy.
2: Like, like, why did she make this movie? Why is but, this I mean, she's one probably, of the six non Disney movies yeah. she's made in the last 10 years? It's so weird.
3: I mean, it's cool that she did it. I mean, I'm sure her paycheck on certain other movies is bigger than the entire budget for that film. But, um, and it's not as if she's on TV a ton of the time or she's doing a bunch of theater. She was in a Romeo e Julieta. Uh, First production at the Public Theater in from March to. It actually says no, it's an Off Broadway radio play. Well, what do I know? Uh, She's going to be in nothing. a Quiet
1: Place uh, yeah. prequel. It looks like on IMDb. What the? Fuck? I will say that
0: when this movie had to become something else, I do think it was really smart to pivot to fronting the female characters. Yeah, and then just not ever stopping to question on whether or not it should be someone else. Even when Winston Duke's Mbaku shows up, uh, he's there as like an agent of support. It's not until the end that he claims the crown. I think, but seemingly uh, because, because
1: Shuri how... wants him to, because she doesn't show yeah, up. I because I so, yeah, because
0: that's how Battles at Warrior for Warrior Falls works. Uh, he so Winston that Duke is
1: so good in this movie. He's very and very I'm... funny. Have I like? I'm now <laughs> looking him up because like I feel like I haven't seen him anything since Us. But is he also just is he working a bunch or is he like oh, looking in Yongo us? just? I was just thinking, like, I'm like, have I seen Oh, he was in Spencer Confidential. Oh, he's in nine days. Not a good movie, but he's very good in it. Uh yeah, yeah let's put him in. I, I do like
2: how Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I mean, I was happy that I watched the original movie hours before because there's lots of little payoffs. Like uh Mabaku's tribe, I forget the name, uh whatever he's the leader of the mountain tribe. Um, they are vegetarian and he walks in. With mm-hmm. his first scene in this movie, he's just eating a giant carrot. Eating a carrot. Fucking awesome. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm chopping a carrot, carrot. right?
1: Yeah, and a Isn't purple carrot. Isn't it like a, it's an elaborate <laughs> carrot.
2: It is. Uh, it's definitely a root vegetable. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I think this. Eat a carrot. I think this movie
0: works pretty well in the line of serialized storytelling of capping off phase four of one that's both uh, introducing needlessly, needless new young people who will eventually be heroes. But also, like, it was, everybody's sad about the decisions they made if they survived Infinity War, in the case of Black uh, Black Widow didn't invite, survive Infinity War. Uh, so, in a way, I know this is meant to be like mourning T'Challa and whatnot, but that is the funeral scene that we got besides Iron Man. And so I think we sort of were able to close off this weird phase of Morning, where everybody's been really sad and i hope we hard pivot uh with the quantum mania and the bill murray of it all uh back into high stakes high fun maybe a little bit less serious
1: i know that other people have talked about this but it's crazy right that marvel engineered a like global event that affected every single person's life before the pandemic and that now <laughs> like <clears throat> they just have their characters more or less living in a similar world to ours uh Totally by coincidence, it's so weird. I have nothing else to say about it.
2: I am really glad that the Black Panther: Wakanda Forever gives us Lupita Nyong'o saying Thanos, and just like I love when <laughs> good actors have to say nonsense because they have to
3: explain what has. Well, happened then in you, the Marvel should, Cinematic Universe. you should check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe, my friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full of
1: maybe. She also has amazing costumes that are not like, you know, the fancy royalty, like what Angela Bassett wears, but just like great dresses like that you would well, wear if you were is, the most glamorous school teacher in the world. And she's she also She great gorgeous. super suits.
2: I mean, I feel like they really
1: made her butt in this
2: movie.
0: Her regular clothes
1: also look amazing.
2: All of them.
0: I mean, I did. I wasn't going to say it on the podcast. but yes. you also noticed her butt. Her <laughs> butt
2: is like out there and it's looking good. Um, Look, Captain America's butt has been with us too.
1: for a long time. It's time to even the Everyone gender... Everyone gets a butt uh, in Marvel Marvel
2: the Absolutely. Ass. The old Nakia butt. Yes. That's
0: Wakanda's ass. That's what we
2: wanted.
1: <laughs>
2: Guys, oh, this was a long movie. I'm glad it's over.
1: It's a long movie. I didn't, I didn't mind it.
0: Can it cost a billion dollars without China? Let's find out. The rest of this year on... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wait,
1: hang on, Dave. All right. Yeah. What's the next Marvel movie after this? Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, right, Quantum Mania. I saw a trailer February. for. And speaking of charismatic actors, I'll follow Jonathan Majors into the. Yeah, quantum you want to hear Michelle Pfeiffer
0: talk about the quantum realm not, in detail? Not really, but it. I
1: would like to see Jonathan Majors as. No, Kang. Kang. Uh, I'd like to see that again. Uh, do we feel good about where we are? Like, if if I'm a Marvel person who's like a little tired of all the stuff. But uh, wouldn't mind watching more of these? Or were we in a good place?
0: <laughs> I mean, it sort of depends for you, because uh, I know you didn't see Thor Love and Thunder. I mean,
1: I can. How much you're,
0: how much you're missing uh, the, the jokier side, because I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to fall into that. A lot of people did not like that about Love and Thunder, where it sort of tried to be a little uh, split with a very serious Christian Bale kidnapping children. And then Thor being like, oh, ho, 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 look at me. I'm naked. Uh, it didn't really work for people, uh, but we'll see. Uh, it, it did outgrow Thor Ragnarok, so it worked for enough people. That's what- I don't know. I think it's all so fast now and the Disney Plus series are in there now. Uh, what Marvel's done is effectively delete the bar for failure uh, mm. because it's going to be, every movie they release is going to be in the top 10 of that year, uh, at least for the next couple of years. Uh, Disney Plus is never going to release any numbers that fucking mean anything in the real world. So if a Marvel something fails, uh, we won't know it. We'll be on to the next thing before we even notice. Uh, I think Wakanda Forever isn't failing or a failure, uh, but we'll never know.
1: That feeling when you realize Eternals was the sixth highest grossing movie of 2021. Yep. there's it
0: cannot, Marvel <clears throat> cannot fail. So every time you see someone being like, Marvel, the age of Marvel's over or whatever, it's like, statistically, you cannot point to anything that says this is bad. It is a gigantic business juggernaut.
1: Honestly, it's weird to me that uh, more than that 14 <laughs> movies grossed over $100 million in 2021. Given what that year was like, good for them.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think it's weird People really
1: wanted to see movies.
2: Marvel is a juggernaut. Bitch.
1: Bitch. That does it for this week's show. We'll be back next week. We're talking about the crown and possibly also the menu. What's on the menu? It's the crown. Uh in the meantime, tell the people who you are.
2: (laughs) I'm at Patches, deputy editor over at Polygon. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Patches. We have a website, fightinginthewarm.com. I bet you we reviewed Black Panther. 2016. Wow, that movie came out six years ago. 18. 2018. 2018. That movie came out four years ago. What year? No, wait. No, it's six stills. Yeah, six still uh, Fuck it. I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> Let's go listen to our Black Panther review. I'm sure it's great.
3: I am David Ehrlich. Uh, you can find me still on Twitter. Uh, for the moment, um, at David Ehrlich, you can find me on IndieWire where you can read my review of Wakanda Forever um, in addition to my interview uh, not by the time that this episode goes up but hopefully by the end of this week with Wakanda Forever star special appearance uh, special guest star Richard Schiff Uh, mostly our interview is going to be about his role in God of War Ragnarok but if either of those things are up your alley check it out you can find all of us together on iTunes at Fighting in the War Room leave us a review please we'll read it live on the show you won't hear us rant about any comedians in that segment or talk about any sort of mobile games Uh, we'll just be reading whatever sweet nothings you write to us or you can email us
0: at fitwr.podcast at gmail.com that is our email address to reach the podcast I'm Dave Gonzalez you can find me on twitter at da7e this week on trial by content which is my podcast with the ringer we are debating the most important marvel movie and what that means uh, to you but also in honor of uh, fighting in the war room, uh, persevering uh, through it all. Uh, congratulations, everybody. Donald Trump's running for the Republican nomination for president again.
1: Uh, what a horrible we'll, we'll,
2: we'll, way we'll to see end the
1: podcast. What the fuck? Uh, I'm, I still get to talk.
2: Oh,
1: thanks. <laughs> uh, oh, Katie's I'm, talking. What a horrible way to end uh, the podcast. Oh, no. God. Uh, I'm Katie Rich. I'm still on Twitter. I muted the term Trump on Twitter, I think sometime right after the 2020 election, and I highly recommend doing the same thing because I've not heard very much about uh, whatever's happening tonight at all. Uh, I also have an important question about Marvel Snap. Can I play it while listening to podcasts? Yes, Absolutely. great. This is a turn down the requirement. Turn for down dumb. the
0: in-app music, though. Otherwise, you are going to hear no, some that'd stuff. Be, that'd be
1: bad news. Okay. All right. Next week, perhaps I will. I will be able to talk about Marvel Snap. Uh, you can find me at Vanity Fair on the Little Gold Men podcast. Where uh, this week I talked to other people about Babylon, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Katie Rich, K A T E Y R I C H. We're all on Twitter at F I T W R, where I'd love to hear what words you have muted for your own personal sanity, or you can answer this week's lightning round question, which was In honor of the menu, what's cinema's most memorable on screen meal? And thank you for listening, and we'll be back talking to you next week. Bumpa dun, yeah. bitumpa done. the I'm done, I'm done. We're done.